Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Half Hour Power. I am Joe. Brandon is here. Yo, yo, Joe. What do you know? How's it going, Brandon? Oh, man, I'm telling you. I feel so drained, man. You know, I swear, like, my neck hurts so bad. I don't know why, but this... I know why. Why? Because the movie we're going to talk about tonight turned 100 years old tonight, and you've been, like, looking behind you, looking back, and it's putting a crick in your neck. Well, you know, it's it's been a scary, scary month. You know, a lot of Dracula movies, had me a lot of paranoid. I sleep with garlic around my neck, you know, because... I was pale for a while. Oh, oh my gosh, you were you were doing all that? You know that's not you don't need to do that, right? Well, I I don't know. This these watching these movies, man, and listening to the book. Oh, dude, you don't understand. It's been one crazy oh, month. That does get to you. So, how far are you in the book now? How far along? I am on chapter 27. You're getting there. You're yeah. really getting there. Yeah. Um, so we are, yeah, we we are gonna do Nosferatu. Um, uh, Jesse and I did this a couple of years ago, 2019 Halloween show. Mm-hmm. Brandon, you were not on it. Where were you? I was not. I don't know where I was. I don't know where you were either. But uh, we are gonna repost that show. We're gonna edit this bit into that so we'll get to rehear jesse's thoughts and my thoughts but right now we're going to talk uh, oh, brandon oh, and i are going to chit chat a little bit about the movie so uh i think i think we did a rotten tomatoes segment in there so we're going to let brandon do this so unless brandon went back and listened to the show and remembers the rotten tomatoes scores i don't remember the score but okay, it was his opinion too because he was a special guest on that show that's right Mark was on that show, so you did go back and listen to it. So maybe you do have the scores. Oh. Hmm. I don't know. All right, let's see. What, what's the critic score for 1922 Nosferatu? 1922 Nosferatu, I'm going to say that the score was 60. 60? Yeah. You ready? I'm ready. 97. Wow. Wow. Okay. That's right. How many critics are watching this show? Um, This one is 74, it says, I believe. 74. No, well, that explains 73. (laughs) I'm sorry. I rounded up. I shouldn't do that. I should round down to 70. So, uh, so this this movie is certified fresh. Uh, what about the audience? It has twenty five thousand plus. Oh, that's it. Got to be a hundred. If that's that many um, audience members, you ready? I'm ready. Eighty seven. It's kind of backwards, ain't it? Uh, a little bit. A little bit. But uh, 87 is still a good score on there. So you got Certified Fresh, and the audience uh, likes it. So this movie, and 
This is the first movie we've done that has turned a hundred years old. A hundred years old. Um, how do you think this holds up? Uh, it's still a contender, technically, from from Rotten Tomato standards. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, there you go. You got a hundred year old movie scoring well on Rotten Tomatoes. So what? Okay, so uh, when I watched it, I watched a restored version. Um, and Jesse watched the public domain version. What kind did you watch? Was yours restored to how it would have been when it was originally released with all the German names of the characters uh, and the tinting, the color tinting and all of that stuff? Or did you watch a public domain? I watched the, um, the remake version of it. Which is restored? Also restored, yes. Which is also uh, free on Tubi. Very nice. So there you go. You can watch the, and what was that one called? Was that the 100th anniversary edition is the yep. title on Tubi? Yep, on Tubi it is the Nosferatu 100th anniversary edition. There you go. So uh, if you oh, not, if this has just been one of the ones you've just been kind of kicking around and yeah, I don't yeah. watch it, you need to watch it. And you can watch it for free on Tubi. On Tubi. Oh, hashtag not sponsored. No sponsor. We're not sponsored by Tubi. I always say that. We're, uh, we're trying, aren't we? Trying. Yeah. Yes. But anyway, if so if you're listening, as a uh, yeah, yeah, Tubi, if you're listening, <laughs> shutter. <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, so you got to watch the restored version also. So as everybody knows, um, Marnow. The director did not get the rights. The company making this did not get the rights. We got to remember, too, that that was all new at the time. That whole uh, screen rights for written work, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's all new. I mean, at that time. So maybe they thought of, and I think that's how the story goes. They thought if they did change the names, so that would be enough. Because the, the basic story is there, as we all know. So, you know. You had you you saw the Count Orlock and you saw that Harker's name was Hutter, right? And yep, Hutter. Renfield probably has the best name, Knock. He's the Knocker, or Knock, but uh, yeah. Um, and uh, Professor Van Helsing, uh, he is called uh, Bulwer. Bulwer, Bull, Bull, Bull. I can't even say yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. So okay, Brandon. So we're gonna get my thoughts. When uh, in the second half, when uh, the throwback portion of the show comes on, what are your thoughts on this? How's this? How does this do as a translation of the book? Since that's what we've been going by, we've been just kind of trying, you know, talking that through a little bit. How does this go? First uh, of all, let me let me narrow down that question. That's pretty broad. I'm sorry. Let yeah, because that, that was how, a lot. How is how is Max Shrek as Dracula uh, in this count or how is he? He is more close to the book than any other Dracula that I had seen so far. Because he has the the hair. Only thing is missing on him is the mustache. Yeah, he does not have the mustache. Um, he doesn't have any hair on the top of his head. No. But he's got the ears. Yeah, he got the ears, the nose. And I think I think you're right. This is the only version where they do the ears. I've never seen another version where his ears are a little pointed. Mm-mm. And his nose is uh, narrow and flared. Yes, yeah. So uh, 
Absolutely. So he's uh, – I really thought he's really good. I, I, I think the same. Uh, what about – what about uh, Professor Van Helsing and things? Uh, this Professor Van – well, he uh, – it's kind of hard. He – Yeah. Hmm. He looks like uh, like a crazed professor, um, <laughs> with the hair all over the place and the glasses, and uh, like he can't see. They like super thick, um, but his 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 role in there was very very short. Like I really didn't know that was Van Helsing technically. If I really yeah, remember. so he 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 is really just kind of there, right? Right. Okay. So how is Hark. I mean, Hark is basically almost like a basic Harker, but he he's more. And I, I had to also remember this was a time period when it was a silent film, so it wasn't like no talking. So yeah. body language says a lot, and this Harker gives off the good body language of the fear and the 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 the, the, the eeriness. Of being in the castle and meeting uh, Count Olaf, you know. So I, I kind of okay, like yeah. Okay, so how's the opening when he goes to the castle? How's that all for you? It was it was nice. I like I liked it. Yeah, I, I mean that the atmosphere in that is really good. Uh, it's uh, it's creepy. Um, yeah, it's super creepy. It, it's fantastic again, right there. Um, well, well, they did the doors opening. At the main gate, opening up by themselves and closing in by themselves, and then the the carriage ride was also pretty cool. Even though it was short, and they did that that negative, like the film negative of it, like it looked like like eerie type thing in this film. Yeah. Which oh yeah. Good. Um, what about uh, the castle scenes when he gets there? Is that is that pretty close? Pretty good, pretty well done. It's pretty close. It's it's more it's uh, it's more um, it's bigger. So it's like their set or wherever they filmed that uh, was a lot bigger. And I mean, you could tell it was filmed during the day, but but the tent kind of like it's um, you know. I think it was like a daytime um, meeting, technically. I don't think it was taken at night. Yeah, so it was... Uh... <laughs> the, that whole uh, color tinting, do you think that was effective in that? Yeah. I mean, like I, like I said before, like and, and I had to study this during my film lit class uh, when I was taking film lit, and Nosferatu was our first uh, assignment. And you, you got to think of the the technology, and then you also got to look at this is kind of like one of the biggest films at this time era, you know. Um, with the tent, it kind of explains, you know, because the cameras couldn't film at night, so they had to add that tent to it. So the blue represented the nighttime, and um, that the golden tent that's inside the castle is kind of like the tent, like like candlelight, you know what I mean? Like yeah. glow, you know? So I, I liked it for what it is. 
Very nice. So uh, the whole the whole thing, you don't have a problem with uh, any of that, and it went really well for you. Yeah, I like the uh, I, I I like I guess I like old films, old silent films, because it took a lot of talent to do what they did, um, like Metropolis, like um, the Phantom of the Opera, William Cheney, um, a lot of his silent movies. You know, it, it's the silent era was to me was a great thing it was a good thing because it it shows a lot more body action mm-hmm. just talking um i had to sit there and and listen to the actor go oh you know is he being more dramatic is he saying the lines cool correct and this point in time is not like that yeah and it, it didn't, it didn't, it's mostly you're engaged. Like Nasharatu, I've been, I was engaged. You know. Okay. Very good. Very good. Um, so there's something else I just found out that we didn't talk about. We didn't talk about on the uh, 2019 show, uh, which I thought might be kind of interesting to uh, just kind of mention. The uh, I didn't know they had this. The Vatican has a list of. 45 greatest films of all time. Did you know that? No. The Vatican? Yeah. So, uh, that's right. That Vatican. (laughs) Um, So, I guess they did this to mark the 100th anniversary of cinematic art form in 1995. So, they selected 45 of the greatest cinematic masterpieces. Of the entire century. So this is from... So there's nothing after 95, if I'm reading this right. They did this in 95. So I don't think they've updated it yet. So maybe they'll wait another 100 years. <laughs> so, But anyway, I'm bringing this up because Nosferatu is on the list. Wait, what? That's right. You heard me. No way. That's right. Nosferatu what? is on the list. It is in. They've broken this up into a religion section, values, art, and art is the last section. So you've got Nosferatu, an early horror film that is art recognized by the Vatican. That is weird. Right. I wouldn't expect that at all. Definitely the Vatican. I mean, it's a horror movie, and uh, well, you know what. You know, the exorcists, you know, they do have a lot of uh, religious stuff in this movie. So I, I guess so, I guess. Yeah. So there there you go. Recognized as art. And also, there is another German uh, movie, uh, Metropolis is on. Oh, Metropolis is a good silent film. I wish somebody. Yeah, I mean, there's a, this is really quite a wide list really i mean you got stage coaches on here modern times is on here um schindler's list is on here the seventh seal chariots of fire um wow the seventh uh, seal on there wow yeah the mission is on here yeah so i mean it's really quite a quite a list so I mean, on the waterfront, I mean, I on the waterfront. Okay, 
there it is. They're all there. So really quite a, uh, I don't know. You were surprised it was there. So, I mean, uh, I think people would be surprised by the list. Some of the films on there, people wouldn't be surprised by, but. I mean, I was surprised it was not, it's a, a, you know, a horror movie on there. I mean, but I guess if you looking at the seven seal and, you know, those types of movies is kind of a horror genre within itself, really. There you go. So I just thought that was interesting. We uh, brought that to everyone's attention. So you would definitely recommend this film. Oh, hands down. And uh, he goes without saying, absolutely. So you got, uh, since you've taken over and uh, helped me with the show, co-hosting the show, you've been talking to more people about movies, less people, or... What do you what do you think your conversation with people has been? Has it been you're talking with more people about movies or or what? I am talking to more people about movies. Um, I have a, a core network of friends that I uh, talk to, and I um, I tell them about the older movies, and I, like they want to talk about the you know the new Marvel movies and stuff like that, and I bring up you know old horror movies and you know movies from the 80s and b movies and stuff like that i bring it to their attention and then they kind of intrigued about it because you know some of these guys are young some guys are never looked into um certain movies and stuff like that um i watched that movie called barbarian and yeah i had told a friend about it and he watched it and he he liked it. Okay. You know, I have... So, uh, what a, if you talk to anybody who wouldn't ever watch a silent movie, ever talk to them, and maybe they did give it a try, or are most people you're talking to kind of like resistant? Uh, two people um, watched, like, two of the horror movies. Not two of the horror movies, because Metropolitan is not really a horror movie. Um... I had one guy, he watched the Phantom of the Opera with Lynn Chaney, and then he, oh. he was watching Metropolis with me, because I was just explaining to him how silent films worked, and um, he he was kind of thrown back by because, you know, not too many people know about silent movies, so they don't, you know, and I'm glad we're doing a show about older movies and stuff like that because it's not brought to a lot of people's attention, you know. Yeah, they they um, they kind of, for lack of a better term, they just kind of write them off. Like there's no value, there's no entertainment value there for them. Right. But I've always thought there was, and I've always considered uh, myself lucky, and I've always been grateful that. I somehow developed a, a taste or I, I don't know what the <laughs> or a yearning or a desire to see what these films were like. True. So that's I mean and you know you and I have been talking about movies for years. Oh yeah. Yes, yes we have. You've you have always had that from you know I gather from our conversations you've always had that also. Yep. So it's, you know, one of the things you and I try to do is try to uh, say, hey, there are value in some of these older movies that you don't think would be entertaining for you at all. You just have to give them a try, especially 
And the people that kind of disappoint me the most about that, who who don't watch them at all, are people who say, I'm a movie buff or a movie lover. But then you bring something up and they go, I'd never watch that. And I've had that before. And I'm really like, then you're just not really a movie buff or you don't really love movies like you say. Yeah, because, you know, two things, two things that you say that because I find out. So when we were talking about Night Stalkers the other day. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it took me a minute to remember what that show was. And I did watch that show. Yeah. See, I did watch that. I used to sit there and watch it with my mother. So there you go. I was like, Night Stalkers. But, you know, sometimes the names don't click until you like look it up and I'm like oh yeah I used to watch this show so yeah I, I mean and then too I have a, a a good tie to silence films because I found out uh, from my uh, grandmother that my great grandmother used to uh, play the piano at the silent films oh that's awesome that, yeah. that is awesome she used to be the the pianist for the for the for the films, and I was like, "What?" So that's another reason why it's a good thing that I I like watching these silent films. You know, not saying that she played you know the music for everyone, but still. Yeah. You know? So I mean, you, you're bringing that up that like when there were silent movies, uh, movie theaters actually had people who played the organ along with the movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which that is very cool. You never, I never knew that. Yeah, I didn't know that neither until the other day. Oh, okay. So you you weren't holding out on me. No, I just found that That's out. A good bit of trivia. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Just found so, that out. All the reason how I found yeah, that so, out. Because my grandmother was like, "What are you watching?" Because I was watching on my phone, and she's like, "What are you watching?" I was like, "I'm watching Nasheratu," and she knew what it was. <laughs> and she was like, "Oh, that old silent movie." With the the vampire guy, I said yeah. She's like, oh, you know, your great grandma used to play at the theater downtown. She used to play the 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 piano for the silent films. I was like, what? Like, are you for real? <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah, it was it was pretty pretty educational that I found out. Wow, fantastic! So. I'm just letting that sink in for a little bit. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm I'm just I'll just say again, uh if if you're listening, if you've never checked one of these out, um you should definitely do it. And yeah. Brandon, you got any other thoughts on this before we turn this over to the uh, throwback show? Yeah, um for a lot of people who who like, you know, the land uh not Lan Cheney, um Bella Lugosi's Dracula you know, the 1931, you know, first talkie horror movie. Um, if you like that, you're definitely going to like the silent films. Because it's, it's the same process. It's the same, you know, thing is just added with sound. And it's, it's very, very entertaining. Definitely to see people who are acting when you don't hear their voice. And you can go by that body language. Uh, I think everyone should at least experience a few silence films. Definitely if they say they're movie buffs. Uh, because the creativity and how they did things and the lighting, it's, you know, very amazing. Very good. Very, I like it a lot. Very well said, sir. I couldn't say that better. 
not saying it's better than good. Fantastic. Fantastic. Okay, so um, with that, we're going to turn it over, go back in time to 2019, and listen to myself from the past and uh, Jesse talk about Nosferatu. Then Mark will hop on there a little later. Yeah, Mark hops on there. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We'll talk to you all next time. Later, guys. Welcome back to the Half Hour of Power. It's Joe here, and Jesse is here somewhere. Jesse, you there? Uh, I am here. Hey, how's it going? Uh, did you have a good few hours? I did. I had a great... Uh, I finally uh, got my uh, letter in the mail from the lawyers saying that they're going to uh, sue us for uh, stealing this ideal from Braun Stoker. Oh, and that's sweet of them. Yes. Them lawyers. Always All right. Well, they got to do something. So, uh, happy Halloween, everybody. It's our Halloween show 2019. We're going to talk about the horror classic Nosferatu. <laughs> and before we get into anything, uh, what do you think's on Rotten Tomatoes? You think this is on Rotten Tomatoes? I mean, it's really, really old. Um, oh my gosh, it's mostly in black and white, depending on which version you watch. Do you think anybody would put this on Rotten Tomatoes? Do you think anybody would review this? Uh, yes, there would be some people would review it, but uh. There are some people who I, I know who would watch this movie and not like it because it's silent and uh, black and white, so. Wow. Weird people. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, uh, all right, well, what do you think the critics give it, if it's on there? Let me pull that up there. All right. Yeah, it's there. What do you, what do you think they give it? It's it's on there. It's got some ratings. Hmm, 93. For critics. All right. What about the audience score? Eighty-two. Oh what? Eighty-two. Did you say eighty-two? Oh wow. Mm-hmm. Pretty close. So the critics ninety-seven. This movie certified ah. fresh. And the audience score is eighty-seven. Now only sixty-three critics rated it, and almost fifty thousand audience. So. There you go. So it's uh, got some good favorable stuff there. Good, good, good. Sometimes it's kind of fun to go and read some people's reviews of these silent movies. (laughs) Uh Sometimes you just don't want to. So um, (laughs) I've seen this uh, movie plenty of times, but uh, when I watched it for this show again and for, you know, the Halloween – I felt like I watched it for the very first time because I finally got <laughs> to see the whole movie 
the a uh, restored version from uh, that was Kino Video, right? Kino. Yes, Kino. Uh, yeah, Kino. Okay, it, it was absolutely gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Everything was uh, cleaned up and uh, presented in the the as close to the way as it was originally intended to be seen in Germany, right? <laughs> or everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, it had the, the uh, tinting in there. Beautiful. Yeah. Yes. It had everything. It was gorgeous. For, a, uh, for Nosferatu from the uh, 1922. Because uh, I didn't get to watch that version. Yeah. I watched a whole entire different version. You did, but well, I mean, you watched some of the version with me. Yeah, I watched some of that version, but the, yeah, the one I saw was uh, I don't even know who put it out, uh, but it was very so, I mean, poorly yeah, done. I mean, this, this, yeah, I mean, this movie's in public domain now, so anybody can do it. Um, yeah, obviously, uh, I would th- I think most people know the the story that this is based. It is based on uh, Ron Stoker's novel, Dracula. Uh, Mm -hmm. And they didn't get permission or buy the rights or anything. They just made it. So they changed the name and they changed some of the plot. And they they tried to make it as different as possible. But uh, Stoker's widow is having none of that. (laughs) So we don't get to see this at all. Let's, Let's play the game. Okay, you ready? I watched it and you watched it. Yeah. In my version... The main character of uh, the vampire was named Dracula. In your version, his name was Orlock. Orlock. And the version I watched, it was of course Harker, who went to go see him in the uh, uh, the castle. In your version, his name was Hutter. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. In my version. Uh, Professor Von Helsing was just called the Professor. He had no name. And yours, his name was? Oh, my God. Bulwer? Bulwer, It was a weird weird name. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, and like, in my version, the uh, Harker's wife was named Nina. I know in your version, her name was, uh, oh, my God, what was her name? Ellen. Ellen, yeah, so, yeah, that's how Murnau thought he would avoid a lawsuit by changing all the names, but not changing the plot in any way. Uh, well, he did, ch- I mean, he, he changed the plot here and a there. A little bit, not a lot. I mean, it's, the plot is so, it's, if you didn't know that this wasn't supposed, if, if you didn't know that they did that, you would still think it's Dracula, and you would still, I mean, the, everything is there. But he tried to change. Like, I mean, the ending is way different, and the way uh, the vampire dies is way different. Right. I well, mean, sunlight kills him in this, and sunlight didn't kill Dracula. Right. He can and, still run uh, around in sun. Like what? One of the major changes again. Uh, but every, I think every Dracula movie has changed this in some way, uh, except maybe. Uh, Maybe Francis Ford Coppola's uh, is that 
in this version, Winfield uh, is basically um, a real estate agent, and he's the one who sends out Harker to do business with uh, Orloff or Hutter yes. to do business with Orloff uh, because he's controlled by Dracula. And of course, yes. that really doesn't make much sense to the you know makes much sense because it's like if he's already being controlled by Dracula, why doesn't he just buy the house for him anyway? <laughs> why does he need Harker to go out? <laughs> I don't know, but uh, in the version I watched, Renfield Renfield was what? Who I think I lost Knock. Uh, okay. Oh, are you Knock? You you he, went he out there for a Knock. second. Oh, sorry. But was so, he uh, yeah, he had he had a good fun name, Mister mm-hmm. Knock. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, we've uh, we've talked quite a bit about Dracula, Dracula movie versions um, on this show. But I think you missed a couple of shows we did. I I, I don't know what happened to you. Where where were you? We were working on a haunted house when we did those, right? And uh. Yes, I was. Yes. Our good friend, uh, our good friend Jeremy, has stepped in for you. So here's mm-hmm. your chance to kind of, kind of go over some of yeah. that <laughs> that you missed. Well, one of the things that, um, well, Murdo did a great job. I mean, he he really captured the uh, essence of Dracula. It's a it's a spooky movie, even for a silent movie. Uh. His uh, photography is fantastic. Uh, and one of the things I really liked about this uh, Nosferatu movie was uh, that Count Orloff, my lord, that's it's probably the least uh, – he looks a lot like – more like the Stragori from The Strain than uh, uh, Dracula, what I would picture Dracula as, but he looks creepy as hell. Yeah, he is a walking corpse. <laughs> mm-hmm. He is creepy looking the way uh the way he moves, walks. Yeah. I yeah. agree. I mean the the atmosphere and everything in this movie is just uh stunning. Uh but uh, mm-hmm. one of the things I noticed uh while watching this which uh, I don't know if I noticed this before is uh Hutter's kind of a jerk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He is. Uh, I mean, in the in particular, when he gets to the inn right before he moves on to go to uh, Orlock's castle, mm-hmm. the uh, uh, I don't know the housekeeping lady, I guess we'd call her today, was in yeah. there like uh, making sure his bed was ready. He walks in, and her his bed is way up high, and there's a little step. There's a step to step yeah. up onto the bed. A little little, you know, little step stool. She steps up there. She's fluffing up the pillow for him, and he throws his hat on the bed right where she's working. Mm-hmm. She picks his hat up off the bed and hangs it up for him, and he throws his bags everywhere he could throw them in the room. He throws them right at yeah. the foot of that step stool where she might step to get down, and he's just kind of, oh, look at this. And I'm like, wow, he's kind of a jerk. Look at that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, what, once he gets, 
Well, it, once he got to the end, he did that. He he uh, sat down and started banging on the table. Bring me my supper. I've got to go to Count Orlock's castle soon. Mm-hmm. Of course, that's a that's a really fun scene. Uh, all that, of course, you know that makes all the townspeople stop and stare at him. Oh, don't mm-hmm. go there! Don't go there! Now the uh, coach scene was. Uh, so I mean, the coach people—they they do the same thing. They don't want to go any further. We're not going any further. You got to get out and and go. Uh, but I forget when where this happened in the movie. Uh, they talk about a wolf. There's wolves out there. Maybe he's still in the inn. But it was funny because they cut to the wolf. Mm-hmm. Do you know what that animal was? Uh, it was not a wolf. It was a uh, hyena. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, that's really funny. Look at that. Yeah. No, I, uh, but I, uh, I mean, I thought it was cool because like, didn't didn't they paint it a little bit or something? Didn't they kind of paint it over a little bit, kind of dye its fur a little bit? But uh, I was thinking uh, one of the, one of the things I was thinking as to why they might have used it, and I could be totally way off, is uh, it. It might be to uh, play up the supernatural so that maybe something's not quite right about this wolf. You know, maybe mm-hmm. it's Count Orlock. Uh, maybe, well, you know, so it doesn't look right. But uh, I could be way off on that. I don't know if that's true or not. I just, it was just something for me when I was watching it. My belief is that the, you know, that the uh, infamous beast, uh, the Goblin, uh, from uh, the movie Brotherhood of the Wolf, in real life, <laughs> they believe that it was a hyena. So maybe that that was his ode. <laughs> uh, might be, <laughs> might be. Yeah. Uh, but the uh, the scenes where he gets to the castle, I mean, those are phenomenal. Uh, oh, you yeah. got the coachman, of course. In the in the book, the coachman is Dracula, and I think most of the movies, the coachman is Dracula. Uh, yeah. So this is no different. But he looks all creepy, all dressed up. He doesn't talk. He just kind of points. You get in this. Mm-hmm. Get in here. And uh, yeah. of course, they take. Uh, they get to the castle. the The castle is creepy all by itself, too. Oh in yeah. Most versions. Yeah. <laughs> and this one version had a nice castle. I thought it was a pretty cool uh, castle. Uh, yeah. But uh, I I, I think. One of my main problems with the uh, coach scene and uh, this one is I, I mean I really don't have a problem with it. I thought it was I thought it was spooky, but uh, I always whenever I think of coach scenes, my favorite coach scene from any Dracula movie is uh, Bram Stoker's, and that's only because like he picks him up and he puts him in the coach. Yeah, uh, and it's it's always like and it, every one of these movies, even this one. If I was Hutton or uh, Harker, I'd see the guy drive the coach go, nope, you can go ahead and go. I'm not going I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. I would just drop my bag and go, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. And walk away. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, once they get to the castle, they got the – all the main key scenes are there. Uh, Hutter cuts himself just like Harker does the – he explores the castle a little yeah. bit, realizes uh, the Count is uh, not 
quite right. There's something, uh, but there's a, a really cool scene where he stumbles across him in the coffin. And right. uh, you you see that he's sleeping there with a broken lid where you can see his fangs through that yeah. broken lid. And he just flips out. Yeah. He's got an overbite. Someone help me. <laughs> I mean, he is just terrified. Yeah. The, uh, I mean, he saw the things before. I don't know how he didn't see the things before. I mean, he had dinner with him. Of course, Orloff didn't eat. Uh, and he had to see the things when he was shaving and he cut himself. Because, I mean, the things hang out of his mouth. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he the just... Movie. Well, I mean, that, in the scene where he cuts himself, I mean, he he's cutting the bread and he cuts his thumb... And uh, Orlock runs over to him and grabs his hand and starts to suck the blood out of his finger. And, I mean, that freaked him out. But I I think after he went to sleep, he was not, you know, he kind of thought that might have been a dream and all. But uh, maybe. So let's talk a little bit, (laughs) a little bit about uh, Marnow. F.W. Marnow, of course, uh, made this. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else did he make? Um, oh my God, he made a movie about a uh, I can't remember the title, but I watched it. It wasn't too bad. I think it's it's about a doorman, uh, and it's I, I tell you, plus from the old twenty films are really elaborate. Uh, but it, it basically has to do with the fact that he stays at that door and. He's so proud of his job that he misses his daughter's life, and he gets a uh, chance to go back and revisit his daughter as she was growing up. When at the time he missed it, you know, or uh, I can't remember the title of it, but uh, it's miles away from uh, what Nosferatu is. Uh, yeah, I wish I could remember the title of that movie. Uh, you don't remember that at all, but. I think it's called Sunrise. I think it's called Sunrise. Is that my, my uh, Sunrise, a song of two humans? Yeah, no, that's not Sunrise. But that's another movie he made, The Sunrise. Uh, Taboo. Oh, God. He's made... Yeah. He didn't get to make a whole lot of films in his life. Uh, he died uh, relatively early uh, in life from a, a car accident. Oh, what's the other yep. one? And then he made Foss, which Foss is also on yep. Shutter. I wouldn't mind. I mean, not Shutter. It's on uh, Amazon Prime. I wouldn't mind watching that one either. Yeah. I'll remember the title. Um, I I apologize. I can't remember the title, but he's made quite a few films. Uh, he and he used the same cast for most of his uh, movies. Uh, like most directors, they get their little uh, niche group. Uh. But he's an he's an interesting individual. Uh, he he is one of the men that you could consider the to be the uh, founders of cinema almost. Because uh, that's there is a movie uh, called uh, Shadow of the Vampire, which is about the fact that they think that uh, yeah Max Shrek is an actual vampire, and the way those guys <laughs> are. Described the filmmaker and his crew, and the way they look, they're like mad scientists. 
they're like mad scientists trying to figure out how how to do yeah. this, how to make uh, how to make film, which I, I thoroughly enjoyed that. Uh, so I think he could be considered one of the fathers of uh, cinema, especially horror cinema. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. I mean, uh, this certainly the this has been highly influential on uh, cinema. Even I mean, even today. I mean, you look at uh, the Strain. Uh, of course, you look mm-hmm. at Salem's Lot. I mean, the look of the vampire is right. uh, iconic. I mean. I'll, yeah. Almost as uh, iconic as what Bela Lugosi's look has done also. I mean, almost. Yeah. Maybe even as. I don't know. I mean, it's a very recognizable vampire. I mean, it, so yeah. uh, we got a caller on the line. Let's bring up the caller and see uh, what they think of this. Hey, Hello. caller, are you there? Happy Halloween. Hey, is this happy Mark? Halloween. Hey, Mark, happy Halloween yeah, to you, morning. sir. Happy Halloween. Hey, Mark, did you go to any haunted houses today? Uh, no, I did not get a chance to do that today. Nobody That's was good, because really, I was, really... I was uh, reading in uh, Bayonne, uh, which is a city I think you're familiar with, uh, they have uh, opened up a brand new haunt, and it's run entirely by midgets? Oh, yes. Oh, yes, we have midgets running the haunt. Uh, <laughs> usually they uh, they just stand outside, especially, uh, you know, all holidays they come out, you know, even as they become elves and Christmas and all that, and they all come out, yeah, and uh, our our four or five midgets town all come out, and they uh, they just put a display. Like the well, there you go, everybody. Jersey, you know? Bayonne, uh, New Jersey, is a magical town, as Mark would <laughs> know. So, Mark, what about what about Nosferatu? Have you seen this movie? I have seen it. I have seen it several times, actually. And uh, I, I will tell you, I always really liked it. I mean, I like the look of it. I like the scenery. I like the vampire. I always liked that vampire. He's very creepy. That is like the one of the creepiest vampires, I think, in cinema history. Oh, and yeah. Like you were, like you were saying, they, they, it's very iconic because they use that vampire in uh, many many movies, such as the uh, Salem's Lot. It's got the same type of vampire. And um, just, yeah, you could say just as iconic as uh, the Bella uh, and Ghost of Dracula, pretty much. Um, this movie, to me, had a lot of uh, cool history behind it. Uh, as far as do you know the trivia behind it where they uh, said that they filmed the entire movie in the daytime? Yes. <laughs> yes, yes they shot the whole thing in the daytime. No, uh, no lighting, so they had to. And they also said, which refers to Shadow of the Vampire, they also said that Max Shrek uh, usually would uh, stay in costume all day long uh pretty much not going out of his role. <laughs> Referring to that. that yeah, he was a... Uh, out of his role. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, Mark, I don't, I, don't remember, I don't remember if we talked about this yet, Jesse, but uh, 
the uh, public domain version is all just black, yeah, and, white. All black and white. And uh, the restored version has tint. And uh, the night, to differentiate between day and night, the uh, nighttime, the tint is bluish. And then mm-hmm. the day scenes are of like this golden, just beautiful golden, you know, sepia yeah. type color. And I think they mm-hmm. even had another color for twilight. Yeah. Well, uh, so when I mean, you get to that, you get to that scene where uh, the the way to kill Count Orlock, and and there's a cool book that they keep reading. That I don't, I don't. Did Hutter bring that with him, or did he find it at the end? Do you remember? You know, I don't remember. But uh, however he got it, he keeps reading it, and then uh, yeah. Ellen gets a hold of that book because Hutter told her not to read it. And, of course, when you tell somebody that, they're going to read it. She yeah. uh, reads he in there read these it. things about vampires and then how to kill the vampire. And um, it says uh, it was something about a uh, lady of pure blood could keep mm-hmm. the vampire, and he would ignore the morning uh, rooster. Right. And then yeah. he would be killed by the sun's rays. Which is a really mm-hmm. great scene and I'm sure everybody has seen that that at least a still of that some at some point in their lives. But it's a really well right. done scene. Where yeah, he's just really enjoying drinking all that blood cuz he didn't turn anybody into any vampires in this. He killed them all. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you get to see scenes where they're just taking people out of their houses in coffins in this, and that's a really creepy scene. And, of course, nowadays when we watch that, it's really hard not to say, uh, bring out your dead. Let's just tell. Yeah. But, uh, um, so, yeah, I mean, he's just killing everybody in the town, so, of course, they think it's all the plague. But, yeah, it's the plague mm-hmm. of the vampire. Um, yeah, so uh, what do you think about that, Mark? Yeah, I think you know when you were going to say he did that he did bring that book with him to the he did. So he does read it. Oh, uh, he did. He does read the book. Yeah, he brought it to the end with him, and he does read it uh, quite a bit. The vampire, <laughs> vampire, and terrible ghost magic, and the seven deadly sins. That's what. It, yeah. That's oh what yeah. It okay. So uh, this so movie. This movie's almost a hundred years old. Uh, yes. Three more years. Yeah. <laughs> Does that make you feel old? <laughs> uh, make me much, feel old. Yeah. I'm amazed huh? that people still watch it a hundred years later. Yeah, I mean that that is pretty cool. So, I mean anybody yeah. I can. Anybody I can talk to, they'll listen. I'll tell them they need to see this movie. They need to watch. They need to go back and they need to look at some of these movies, the silent movies, mm-hmm. you know, the uh, old black and white movies, because anymore I get astonished at how many people I run into who won't watch black and white movies, mm-hmm. uh, don't watch silent movies. Yeah, they, they won't even try them. They won't even check them out. And it just... And they say they're movie lovers, a lot of them. It's like, well, I love movies, so I wouldn't watch it in black, a black and white movie, or I wouldn't watch a silent movie. Well, then you don't right. really like 
in my view, I'm like, well, you don't like movies as much as you say then. I mean, I'm sorry, you just don't. All right. Is that too harsh? What they achieved back then, too, you know, with the the equipment that they had to play these these movies, they really achieved a lot, you know, to bring the the story alive. And I think you really got to go back to these movies in order to see where it started. So, uh, now, uh, Jesse, you didn't get to answer this question. Um, I don't remember where I ranked this when we were ranking all of the uh, Dracula pictures Mm -hmm. that we were doing on that show, but where would you put this in terms of uh, Dracula movies that are based on the book? Uh, That's hard to say. I'm not, like, I, I, I don't think there has been a Dracula film made yet that really uh, lives up to the book. Uh, but it's it's not a bad movie. Uh, I think we we said this, and uh, we were laughing about it, that uh, Professor Von Helsing in the uh, – or the Professor, whatever, uh, Bolver, uh, is totally useless in the Nosferatu version. Uh, yes. He basically yes. is there to explain how nature might reflect – you know, reflects the vampire, and uh, yes. he shows up. The, he shows up the end after she's already dead, and Osprey's dead. And he does nothing, so he's kind of totally useless to the film in every way. Uh, yeah, uh, I, 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 the the vampire parts are really good. Uh, I really, really enjoy the parts on the. Uh, I'm gonna kill the same. The Impanu, which in the Dracula book is the the meter. I really, yeah. really enjoyed those things. Those, uh, those are fantastic. So I'd say, oh man, I still think probably. And I, I, I'm not the biggest fan of this. I know you're a bigger fan of, uh, but Francis Ford Coppola's Dracula, probably the best or second best, but it, it, it's under that one for sure. Oh, it's under that. Oh. Yeah, I think. I think yeah, um, is the best. Well, I, I know you didn't see this one, but uh, the uh, mm-hmm. 19, I believe it's 77 BBC version with uh, Lewis Jordan. That well, one I, I ranked I, I, I as, uh, I ranked that one as the best, closest to the book. It had the most elements from the book and followed the story the most. Mm-hmm. Um, and now they they are coming up with a a new version that doesn't look that good from the little trailer I've seen. So this is like the third BBC version they're coming out with. There was one in 2006. I didn't see that one. And now there's mm-hmm. a, a third one coming, which I'll probably watch because I like to be tortured, I guess. Um, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean uh, – to me, this one, the, the atmosphere, the uh, it gets the atmosphere of the book. It gets the spirit of the book very well. It's very mm-hmm. – I think it's still creepy today, and if I were to see a vampire like that, or I would be creeped out by that. All right, so, uh, Mark, final thoughts, final thoughts. If uh, you haven't gone see it, see it, because it's very artistic. It's uh, – a good movie and uh, for its time uh, it really set 
a lot of standards to me as far as what vampires, what vampires in the future should really kind of look like. I mean, and it's it's, it's a wonderful story. So I would say see it. I say if you give it a chance and see it, this way you can base it. You can base other movies and check out other movies that, and you can go back to it and go, oh wow, this is a wonderful picture. Yeah, uh, Jesse, final thoughts. It'll probably be I don't want to die. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, thank you for that. <laughs> okay, so uh, yeah, if if you've only seen the public domain version, you haven't seen it yet. I it's well worth uh, a rental. To watch the restored version or even uh, buying it, buying it would be well worth it, especially if you're a big fan of this type of stuff. And uh, if you haven't seen it at all, then just get the Kino version and watch that fully restored version. It's beautiful. Um, and it's a, it was a good movie when it came out, and it's a good movie now, and it's a good movie forever. All right, we'll see you next time. Oh, happy Halloween. Yeah, uh, happy Halloween, everybody. Oh, happy Halloween. What happened, Blackie?